The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Redboard Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me from Parts Unknown, the great, the talented, the probably exhausted from Breeders' Cup, Michelle Yu. Oh. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Billy. That's the truth. I'll tell you what, at least my... Uh... My voice is back today. I worked really hard not to completely shred it, but I was precarious at best on Saturday. Well, you sound amazing, and our guests sound amazing. We're going to talk Breeders' Cup after we talk, do an interview because we have a very, very special guest. And when I say his name, the people out there are going to go crazy. It is Bo Hirsch, ladies and gentlemen. Bo, Woo! thank you for coming on the show. Congratulations with CeCe winning the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. Unbelievable weekend for you. Thank you. Well, happy to be on, and it's just uh, been an unbelievable week. Bo, you've been in horse racing a long, long time. In fact, I read somewhere today that you were basically, you've spent pretty much your entire life at the racetrack for the people out there who don't know, I don't want to spoil it, but give us a little bit of your family history and 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 how you've you've grown up in horse racing. Well, my father, uh, Clement Hirsch, that passed in two thousand. He was around here for about eighty six years. Uh, in the thirties, uh, got into with a friend to go to the Greyhound races up in. Uh, in uh, San Francisco, and they overheard a, a guy saying his dog is not worth taking care of, and we're going to have to sell it. Anyway, my friend and my father, they were going to Menlo College at the time, bought the, the Greyhound dog for $2. Two dollars. Two Brought him back to health. And, <laughs> That's awesome. And brought him back to health and, and, and earned almost $10,000 worth of the five if I remember correctly. Wow. And that got wow. my father hooked. Hooked. And from that he he got into the thoroughbred horse racing business and um, got real lucky in the late forties with a horse called Blue Reading that won won several stakes in a row and he became very good friends with Billy Pearson that was the jockey and they were best buddies for years and at the first when they first met the first stake that uh, uh, Billy person one on blue reading as he got off the horse, he looked at my father's watch. He said, Clement, that's a good looking watch. My father being my father took it off and gave it to him. Nah. And, uh, and the next time blue reading ran, he won that next stake and he ended up winning about seven in a row. And every time you get off, he tell my father, what a nice watch. I don't know how good a watch it became <laughs> you know, over that period of time. But after, I think it was the seventh one, and I don't remember the race, but uh, uh, his daughter at my father's service 
came up to me that I hadn't seen in years and told me this story that her father told that I've never heard before from my father. And that is the last race that Blue Ring ran with him. Uh, he got off the horse and my father didn't have a watch on. And he said, where's my watch, Clement? He <laughs> said, get dressed and I'll meet you in the turf club. He bought the, his, grandma, his mother or my grandmother's uh, grandfather clock from the house over and had it put it sent up to the turf club. That's amazing. I mean, <laughs> you, those are the only kind of stories you could get here on the, on the owner's box. And obviously Clement Hirsch, uh, one of the, one of the originals at Del Mar, I mean, he's got a name written, uh, named after him, the race that you almost won a couple of years ago. In fact, we almost won that race a couple of years ago as well. Um, but, uh, you Tell us a little bit about your relationship with your dad and bringing you up through the game and, and what it was like with kind of the the, the service of, of knowing everybody at the track and everybody loves your father. Yeah, uh, it was a wonderful experience. I uh, did not get involved much with the racing as a teenager. I'd go occasionally when he had a horse and watch it run, especially at Del Mar, but I didn't catch the bug until I was uh, – until. 69 i was 20 years old and over that period of time i never worked at the back stretch my brother greg worked for uh, uh, feral jones and a few other trainers and loved the back stretch i was more of the like the the other side of the track and uh, uh, my father you know taught me to to uh, basically told me to stay out of the business. Uh, he says, he says, you know, this is, this is not a business. This is a hobby. This is a game. If you really want to get into it, you better have a lot of disposable income before you get in it. And then it's the most wonderful game you could ever get in because it brings you happiness that, you, that uh, makes you get up in the morning every day. Absolutely. Well, what was the catalyst to get you involved since you were not it was uh, 69. My father bought Figured Arrow up from uh, Argentina, and I went and watched him win the uh, overnight race. And then Warren Studi, being Warren Studi, his trainer, I think it was a week later or something like that, ran him in the American Handicap against Tell and Fiddle Isle, all those horses, whatever, and won, won the darn thing. And then came back, and a couple weeks later, a week or so later or two, and won the, the, the gold cup beating no double horse of the year. Wow. And, uh, that just, that just, that just nailed me. That's all. And I was, I was hooked. I said, I'm going to own horses someday. And I waited, I went back and I went to work in the chili business, and, you know, made my way in the world. And, and, uh, and, but just still enjoyed watching my father do the business and, you know, from the outside looking in. And then when he passed in 2000, uh, I wanted to keep the business going because no one else in the family wanted to do it. And uh, I talked to my bloodstock agent, Kathy Berkey, who was, excuse me, was on my bloodstock agent. It was my father's. I didn't have one at the time <laughs> about purchasing, uh, about purchasing some of the, some of the, I thought it'd be smart to get some of the fillies and mares that he had. So I could continue the line with them. And, uh, and she picked out five. And I had a budget I gave her, and they got appraised. And one of them was more than the other four. And I said, what in the world? And that was uh, um, uh, Magical Maiden, uh, well, anyway, Miss, Miss Houdini. 
Right. And uh, oh. that I, I named later, but uh, I didn't want to buy it because my father had had bred uh, magical maid. The mother was magical maiden and had bred magical maiden, was a multiple grade one winner, had bred to, you know, uh, 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 all the top sires and nothing really come about. And I said, I don't need this. You know, he's a god. She's a god. <laughs> and Kathy Berkey, Kathy Berkey said, this one is different. You know, we had an APND and everything, and, sure. and this one is different. And I said, okay, I guess get, get me in here. I'm going to get taken here. And it just, uh, it's been just a wonderful experience since then. I just, I've been very lucky. And, you know, so, and from, you know, from Mr. Sudini to, 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 to Papa Clem getting to go run in the Kentucky Derby. I swore I'd never go to the Kentucky Derby. I also had a horse in the race, and I got the experience of that, which is the memories that are going to last me the rest of my life. And a lot of my friends that talk to me and tell me, my God, you know, 12 years later, what an experience, what an unbelievable God. I hope you get another horse today so we can all go again. You know, it's, 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 there's nothing like it. I remember Papa Clem. I remember that Derby. I remember how excited you were. I know Michelle is jumping. Is she's chomping at the bit to ask you more questions, Bo? I'll let her, I'll well, turn I, it over to her. I've got to like back go. up because we are, big fans and obviously know all about Miss Houdini and what she's done um, for you, Bo. But just in case we have new listeners, Miss Houdini, the the horse that you're talking about, like that you thought might have been a dud that wasn't, ended up breaking her maiden and then winning the Delmar debutante. So that had to have been super exciting. I mean, from your first crop of five to get a grade one win out of that. Oh, it was fabulous. I mean, it was, you know, and we would, we did, the Warren didn't plan to run in the debutante and, but there was no race for her. And mm-hmm. at the time, uh, Eddie De La Husse rode her for the first race. And he recommended that, uh, let's run on a debutante. She's special. You know, he, took, <laughs> he went out and worked her a mile and got off and said, let's go. And, uh, and Warren said, all right, let's do it. And, uh, of course, uh, by the way, he said, worked her a mile. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, worked her a mile. Those are the good old worked days. Her a mile. Yeah, and of course, <laughs> and, and let me just bring it full circle for the people listening. Miss Houdini is the dam, obviously, of Cece, amongst others. That's correct. And We've had a, I've had a wonderful line. Yeah. What is it? What is uh, it, Bo? What is it, Bo Hurst, joining us here on the horse owner? Uh, sorry, the owner's box. That was our box. old show, Bo. See, I'm going to have to edit myself. Uh, Bo, mm-hmm. homebreds. We're in a world right now, and you see there was a broodmare sale today. There was, um, the, you know, there's these two-year-old training sales. There's yearling sales, skyrocketing prices. You stick with homebreds. What does that mean? Well, I just, I guess I don't know any better. It's the only way I've done it, and uh, pretty much what my father did. And uh, the only thing I changed over the period of time since I took took over these five uh, Phillies and mirrors back in 2000 was I started deciding that I'd start selling mostly my Colts that came along and keep the, the Phillies and build up the line because you're, you're not as gambling as much. And obviously when you buy the Phillies, you, if they don't work out on the track, they still have their bloodlines as a broodmare. And so and that's worked well. And uh, it's not that I don't keep a cold every so often. And, uh, but I don't know, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not someone that, you know, just says, you know, I'm only going to keep what I really like. I just, uh, it'd be just uh, instinct that one of these days I'll keep a cult just for the heck of it, you know, not 
sold some good horses. I sold Mama Maxine that had two that's had two graded stake winners. And uh, mm-hmm. so I do sell some good ones. <laughs> and Bo, first of all, I have to say, uh, Bo, one of the horses that you had out of Messudini was named Riggins, and that is Billy's dog's name. Oh, wow. Good good research, Oh, Michelle. yeah, that's right. Very right, good. Riggins. I didn't even... I, I forgot that myself. We sold that. Yeah, they <laughs> named it. Yeah. And Whoever so, bought so, that I mean, right off the bat, really, Papa Clem was one of her first foals. So to go... To get this mare, to have her win in grade one, and then to get to the Kentucky Derby with Papa Clem. I mean, did you ever think when you took over no. dad's business? <laughs> he already answered no. He's like, no. <laughs> that was, that was I good. Mean, what, what were your expectations? Were you thinking, I'm just going to have fun and go to the races? Or, I mean, I don't even know like how to quantify the I figured I, I might win a, win a few races here and there, maybe a little stake here and there, but don't expect anything special. You know, of course, you dream. You know, it's this business is, is and I'm sure Billy agree a thousand percent, and, and, and you too, Michelle, you've been in the business with your husband. It's, it's, it's the expectation, the, the anticipation that it's the long-lasting fun of this sport. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 you know, you know, you're only, only one winner in a race. And when there's 10 horses, nine people are going back to the barn. They didn't win. And that's, you know, we all take our share of getting in the winner's circle and you've got to just love the business for what it is and shake it off and wait and dream about the next time. And uh, that's what I love about the business. That's great. Bo, that's great advice. Go ahead, Michelle. On the show today. Uh, Bo, you, Papa Clem and Cece had both really big races. Miss Houdini, obviously a great winner too. What was your, what was your favorite win or the most meaningful win to you? Yesterday, Saturday. <laughs> Michelle, he did the hard work for us. He led us right into it. The, I know. Yeah, the only, be honest with you, the only other race that, that would have meant more to me, believe it or not, just because of me. Is the Clement if, if, if she, if CCO won the Clementers, it would have been like winning the Kentucky Derby for me, yes. Remind us who... And Breeders' Cup all in one. We'll get to the Breeders' Cup in one second. Tell us a little bit about CC. What, how, how did she get her name? I probably should know that, but I think you telling the story is better. Well, uh, I usually name the horse. Or my family, we get together and throw things out, and my friends and whatever, and I was talking to Kathy Burke, again, my bloodstock agent, and she said... You know, this this filly's acting like she could be something special. You, why don't you go the old traditional route like your father did and try to name them after the, you know, the mayor and the sire if you can and, you know, do it right. So we didn't know. So we started looking up Harry Houdini and his wife's name was not available. We saw that he was very close to his mother, Cecilia, mm. and that he called her oh. Cece. There you go. C-E-C-E. So oh. I want to say that... Harry and 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 CC Senior uh, did some magic for us on Saturday. Yes, yes, they did. Uh, let's wow. let's talk a little bit about that, Bo. Uh, Bo Hurst joining us on the Owners Box. Bo, you go. CC obviously already had won Grade Ones. Uh, she won the. Uh, I believe I it was the. Her career debut, by the way. Yeah, I was on air for her career debut, and I remember her coming over. And Peter Lurie and I were talking about like, could this really be impressive? We we're like, oh, Mike McCarthy really wins first time out, and then she crushed him. Yeah, boom. 
Um, obviously, he wasn't too crazy about her at that time. Oh, really? <laughs> he wasn't. What did no. he say? No, at first he wasn't sure. I don't know if that's his personality or not, because I only he's only gotten a second horse from me now, and I, <laughs> you know, and and so maybe he just plays that so that he could only look good, you know. After the race is probably the theory, maybe because he, if she was something special, he never told me at that time. That's, wow. that's amazing. Bob Baffer had a horse in that race, Honey from the South, that we thought was going to absolutely annihilate the field. And Cece yeah. made her look cheap. That and that field too. had Hang a Star, Heather's Gray, uh, Caressa. Like, there were good horses. Talk horses about ended up being good. Wow. Yeah, talk about a race. key race, Michelle. Um, so yeah. you have this, you, yeah, obviously we, we could talk about CC all day long. You win the princess Rooney, you get a free trip to the breeders cup. You come into the breeders cup. It's a very short field. And there's a horse that we all know was the horse to beat. And it was Gamine. Um, when you're, when you're looking at it, because as a handicapper, I can tell you, and Michelle and I did a, did a podcast, a pre breeders cup podcast. And we talked about CC. We talked about the possibility of this race falling apart. Maybe if Bella Sophia went with her, how did you handicap the race, Bo? Uh, pretty much the same as you did. I, uh, 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 Michael McCarthy, he was confident. I mean, you know, all of a sudden mm-hmm. I, this confidence came over him and he said, this, 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 this mare is as good as she's ever been. And if this thing sets up, like I think it will with those two going after each other, we'll just sit off them and baby, let's go. And, uh, and, and it turned out. Tell us what you're thinking as they, as they start to turn for home and, and, for the first time in a long time, it looked like Gamine was going to get beat. And he, and here comes Cece and Victor Espinosa on the outside. Just tell us a little bit about what you're feeling, how you're screaming, or are you a snapper? Do you slap programs? What do you do at that point, Bo? I was, I was, I was semi-screaming. Uh, <laughs> my father never did any of that. And he used to – I remember when we, he won the uh, – uh, uh, actually won the uh, – with uh, – uh, June Darling won a big race, and I went and shook him and started yelling. And he said, "Shh, shh!" You know, oh, <laughs> he didn't want to say anything. <laughs> he, he, was he? No, did he think he it was, was a jinx? Cool and collected, and I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't go absolutely crazy, but I was probably yelling pretty good. And and uh, uh, Michael McCarthy said, "Then when they hit the eight ball, I just looked at you to see how the horse was doing." Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's a somehow good. he got set. He got. He's just sitting next to me in the next box, just out of sheer coincidence. Oh wow, that's that's amazing. I mean, I go ahead, Michelle. Sat down, all of a sudden, I turned. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 you no. Keep go talking. ahead. No, they came into the turn. Billy just talks too much. Just, I just, just ignore him. Yeah, I, I, you know what? To be honest with you, Bo, I'm so excited for you right now, and like I have the biggest <laughs> smile on my face, Michelle. Like I've had the chills three times during this interview. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mess. <laughs> no, God, God love you. You're you're. I love your business and the people out there that want to get into horse racing. I highly recommend they find a good syndicate like yours. To, is the best way to get started. Well, I appreciate that. All right, but Michelle, I know you have more but questions. What, what I want to know, because Del Mar is pretty much home to you, what extra it meant to be able to win the Breeders' Cup at Del Mar? Uh, I mean, I've been coming here for I'm 72. I've been coming here for 72 years. And, uh, you know, father get a place on the beach. I hang out here in the summers. It was my second home, and of course, my father' connection with with Del Mar taking it over with his group at '69, and all mm-hmm. of that. It just it was like winning in your backyard. 
and uh, it was wonderful. Just surreal. I believe, and Michelle, you oh. brought this up. I believe those are the the original silks, or did you did you adjust the, your dad's silks, or is those the same silks she's wearing now? I adjusted them, and Michael McCarthy hates them, <laughs> and uh, because they're black and you can't see but them. What I don't, but I don't, but what I don't understand. She was sitting next to us. We win the race. We come back two races later, and he's got he's got smooth like straight in there. And we sit down in our box, the five of us or whatever was there at the time. And he said, no, 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 no. Bo, you come back and sit in that chair that you were in. Candy, you go over here, et cetera, et cetera. And we had to all move to our different seats because it was, you know, superstitious character. And why would he want to change the silks now? You know, it's not consistent. I love like, them. just retire and he, them now. He can't yeah. stand them. And, you know, and I, you know. Wait, I, just, I want to know why. Why can't he stand them? I don't know. I said, I said, look at the TVG ad. They could have used any horse in the world. They, they weren't doing it for just the horse. It was probably a combination of the horse and the jockey's colors and everything they like. You do that. You do that ad for uh, aftercare. Yeah. You know that's, that's interesting that you brought up. up you brought up aftercare. Michelle and I are big proponents of aftercare. I'm on the board of Karma. Michelle does a ton of stuff for aftercare. How how. We, we've seen a trend uh, moving in the aftercare direction. We had a Karmathon this summer, Bo, that, that I'm sure you saw about, uh, saw and, and participated in. Uh, how important is it at the end of these horses' career to make sure that they go someplace and have a second career? Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a great believer in uh, you taking care of family and uh, through thick and thin, and uh, I'm for it a thousand percent. I'm for it for that. I'm for it for taking care of the grooms, et cetera, that need help, the jockeys that need help, all of that. And Karma is a wonderful organization for the horses. I give to it every year, and I'm going to give extra this year, I promise you. Well, we appreciate that, Bo. <laughs> I, I know, I know Michelle has a couple more questions, and then we'll let you go. We've already gone over our – we don't have an allotted time, but we try to keep it uh, short. But, Bo, we could talk to you all day. Go, Michelle. Bo, I want to know what's the plan for CeCe? Well, I have personally my feet firmly planted in midair. Uh, I talk, <laughs> I, and, I, and I mean that. I, you know, I guess if I had to choose, I, I, I might run another year. You know, I, I was brought up that only insure what you can't afford to lose. Well, mm-hmm. I don't need to insure. And, and she just says, you know, Michael, she, she's just never been better. And on the other side, you know, if you look at the conservative side, she's done everything you can ask of her now, take her to mm-hmm. the farm. So I understand that side too. And I just told uh, Michael McCarthy and, and Kathy Berkey that you guys sit there and chew it around a little bit and tell me what you think and how we feel. And let's just, let's figure it out together and uh, can go either way, but let's, uh, let's put the horse first and uh, do what we think is best for CC. So I we think. should make that decision hopefully in the next few weeks. Well, can you come on our show again, Bo, and and uh, release it like an exclusive? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's great. I, I I have to say I think Cece should make a very strong case for an Eclipse Award this year. Yeah, I, I actually looked up the the thing on the. I don't want to go back to Miami and I put a mask on a plane and I haven't been on a plane. And it's since. not. It's in California. No, it's here. I know. I looked it up and it was in San Anita. <laughs> I said, well, I, I can make it. I can make it out there. Well, she's... I hope they're giving super. I hope they give Super Bowl tickets away to us. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, Tell them that'd be, be nice. a good idea. That'd be a nice. Who's your team? Who's bonus. your team, Bo? 
uh, well, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a Ram guy and, and, uh, and, uh, I love the chargers too. I'm glad they're here. I've been following them forever. And, uh, uh, I've not been to a new stadium. I look forward to going there one day. Herbert or Stafford? Hmm? Oh, I gave you both quarterbacks. I went Herbert or Stafford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love them. They're both. Both. I'm going to be All diplomatic. Right. Both. both. Good dip- this is guess, a, the I ultimate diplomat. I would. I just want to see the Chargers play the Rams in the Super Bowl one year, just like the Dodgers and the Angels. Oh, that'd be great. Got to happen someday. Well, Bo Hirsch, Breeders' Cup winner with CC over the weekend. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate you coming on the show today. Continued success, my man. We look forward to the announcement of we we listen for us. For we're selfish. We want to see CC run next year. We'd love you know we'd love nothing more than to see a run. But we totally understand your situation. And again, thank you and congratulations. Well, thank you. Enjoyed the the, the, the interview. All right, my man. Thank this you is- so much, Bo. Appreciate it. Bo Hirsch. All right. Thank on the owner's guys. box. We'll be right back. Michelle, I have some great news for you. Oh, you do? Tell yeah. me. Yeah. Michelle, do you know who won the Breeders' Cup Classic? I know who won the Breeders' Cup Classic. Who it was, it? was Nick Go. Nick Go. Guess where he's standing next year, Michelle? Taylor Made <laughs> got that right. Nick's go oh, will stand at Taylor Made so next year. He's going to start at thirty thousand dollars. This big gray son of painter is, was the most likely to be horse of the year. Uh, dominated the Breeders' Cup Classic amongst many other Grade One races this year, including the uh, Whitney. Um, I think he won. He won the Grade Three Lucas. He won so many races. I can't even count them. Uh, Nick's go will stand next year at TaylorMade. Ready. All right, back here in the owner's box. Michelle, um, thank you, because you brought Bo Hirsch to the table. I've known Bo for a long, long time, uh, and he was he was great. I mean, the stories were great. I, I'm, I'm really happy for him and, and his family and, and for CeCe and on that uh, dynamic win that uh, over Gamin, and it was impressive. I got to give uh, kudos to Peter Lurie for actually hooking that up. Him and Bo were longtime friends. Well, and there he you made go. the call for us. Uh, so obviously, thanks, a crazy, crazy weekend at Del Mar uh, with the Breeders' Cup. Why, what I happened? think, well, there were some amazing races. Um, <laughs> I'll just, I don't even know where to start. I know there's been a lot of Breeders' Cup. What recaps. was your favorite? What was your favorite race? Um, that's a great question. What was my favorite race? Because there's so, I have a bunch of them. So can I kind of just, can I, can I pick like a So you just want to say every every race? Well, I'm going to tell you a story in a minute. Um, but I think, I think actually the race that I keep coming back to, and I don't know why is Echo Zulu. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought she just took over Mm -hmm. like four steps out of the gate and then just never looked back and just kept accelerating. Like, I thought she was radically impressive. What do you think about that? I mean, so that's so funny you mentioned her because legitimately that was the only race I did not get to see because I was doing the walkover horses. Wow. So I heard it in my ear and I saw her galloping out, but I actually didn't get to see the race live. And it was the 
only one That's that crazy. I missed. I, there were so many impressive performances. Okay, I'm just gonna go through them, and then you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to probably Saturday more. Um, obviously, we have to start with Nick's go, who completely dominated the uh, <sighs> Breeders Cup Classic. That was crap. Um, well, Career Racing Authority, congratulations no to Brad Cox, Joe Rosario. Pushed him. I, I understand that, Michelle. But what we talked about on our I preview like is twenty three and change. No one. It doesn't matter. No one was fast enough. <sighs> they, they. What were they going to do? That's they not just true. Did. That is not true. So Other horses are that. Do you believe this whole? Hold on. Hold on. Do you do you believe this theory that Johnny V and Baffert were just going for second? When that's impossible. Come on. Who's? Oh, I don't know. That yeah, was that's all impossible. over Twitter. That horse did miss the break a little bit. Right. But like. Exactly. Maybe maybe Johnny thought if I send him, we'll go too fast, and he, you know, he no, couldn't do that. I don't think so. I but thought like, Nick's go was, co- was listen. So Nick's disappointed to see that Nick's go was dominant on paper. I told you that he was the yeah. fact that he was three to one was a joke from gambling purposes, and it was ridiculous. So congratulations, mm-hmm. Nick's go. You know, congratulations to Nick's go. I'm so happy that Medina Spirit proved he's the best three year old, though. He really ran well. I have to give him credit. Little right? Dis- yep. You're not going to fight me on that? No, I'm not going to fight you. Um, you Listen, uh, okay. Hot Rod Charlie, our very good friend Bill Strauss, who listens to the show every week, and we've mentioned him every week since uh, the this show started. Uh, you know, he was right there. I, I can't make an excuse for Charlie. I thought he was I thought he was in a good stocking position. I thought he was going to make a run when they turned for home, and he didn't. Ran a good fourth. I can't you can't take anything away. I know Bill was disappointed, but but he's a big boy and he understands this game. So and he'll come. I think he's coming back. Charlie's coming back. So that's good. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because we saw, because uh, Nick's go is heading to the breeding shed and right. essential quality also heading to the breeding shed. Correct. So listen, that was the classic. I'm going to give you another race that I just loved and I love the horse and I, you know who it was. It was Space Blues. I told you Space Blues was Space the biggest Blues. lock oh, of the Breeders' yeah, Cup. So he uh, uh, Bo talked about smooth like straight. That horse ran his eyeballs out to run second. I think yeah, Space did. Blues kind of made the lead and kind of, you know, kind of played around but that i thought that was a completely dominant effort and i was i i knew that one i felt very good about that race i i wanted I to mean, cry 110 percent the horse to beat yeah but the way he did it let yeah. me see i'm gonna watch the race again right here so smooth like straight turns for home he's two in front here's space blues i don't think that buick even whips him no. I, he's just oh one crack one crack two cracks yeah. he, that's it like he's just handwriting no unbelievable and a couple of like throws Owner Beardolphin, like trainer Charles Appleby. We'll talk about them more in a minute. We're going to get to that later. So stay tuned if you want to hear all about the Friday antics, the circus. Um, how, did you want to cry when um, Dr. Shivel got beat by Love? Dr. West? Shivel got. Okay. So, yes, I did. My only like saving grace is when I was betting everything, I bet Aloha West. Good for you. Because I had talked to, I had followed that horse around like every single day that week. Right. Um, and like I was walking with Aaron Wellman and he was schooling in the paddock one day and I spent like five minutes on the breakfast show, like on air talking to Aaron about like how this horse is developing, why they thought they should have won the last race. And like, he's just getting, and he looked so good. Yeah. So like while I you I threw out Jackie's Warrior yep. and I was playing Dr. Shivel and then I was like I have to play Aloha West. So I was actually pleased. I hit the exacta, like Beautiful. I hit all kinds of stuff. I was really happy. But you with wanted that, to cry for like, Mark Glatt and for a good time. Oh my Tim gosh, Cohen. I wanted to cry for Tim Cohen. Yeah. And like Ryan Glad I had to walk up and like give him a hug. I'm oh, like, I know. I'm sick for you. I was sick. And, and I, that's what I I think I probably cost them because at about the at about the eighth pole. I, I didn't say anything. 
I know better than to say he's got it or blah, blah, blah whatever. That is but, the worst. Right. But in my ever. head, in my head, I said to myself, this horse is going to win for glad. I said it in my head. Oh. And then when he got, and he it was, was so close, so I was on the veranda and I ran inside to watch the replay. And on the first replay, I was like, oh no, he got beat. And it was, it was very yeah. sad. So congratulations to Eclipse. Congratulations to Wayne Catalano uh, with Aloha West in the sprint. Um, I was really I will happy say that-, that watching them like at the end, Aloha West was just moving. Like, I mean, Dr. Shivel looked like he was going up and down. Right. And Aloha West was rocketing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was very happy. As you know, Michelle, I really loved loves only you in the uh, Philly mm-hmm. and Turf. I gave I you that too. one. I had, I said, to use mm-hmm. the Europe. I said, use the Europeans the I Japan- said, Japanese all day. Course. And even, well, I consider that Japanese. I consider that European. Um, Oh, really like I'm sure they'll be thrilled. Well, that's what I meant. Use other than the US, I should have said. Uh, she ran awesome. I don't really want to talk about the distaff, Michelle, and I'll tell you why. Normally, we don't talk okay. about our gambling on this show, but we had a very we large. Well, we try not to. We talk about ownership. And last week, we talked okay. about just who we liked. We had a very large pick six multiple times to Dunbar Road. I feel sick for you. Yeah. Um, we had it, I believe we had it six times to Dunbar Road. Not only that, we had it yeah. more times to Clarier, who um, Ricardo Santana <laughs> Jr. decided to go to La Jolla on his way home. Uh, I don't know what was happening there. But anyway, Marsh Lorraine, congratulations to Japan. And uh, uh, two wins for Japan on the day at the Breeders' Cup. That was really amazing. That was huge for them. Was that was them. so huge for them Absolutely. to have big, big wins like that, and they needed it. Um, the crazy thing, Michelle, is we've been talking for seven minutes and 47 seconds, and we haven't mentioned life is good. I was okay, so I'm sitting on here waiting to talk about that <laughs> horse, actually. I mean, that was to holy. me the best performance of the day. Holy right? Cow, holy. Like, so I was in Todd's box with him. I did the pre race, and I'm like, you know, we had the good two turns here. Like we saw him go two turns before, but like, is he, is this what he wants to do? And he's like, oh, Michelle, this horse will run two times around here. He'll run all wow. day. And like Todd, like just exuded confidence. And he's kind of like a straightforward guy. He's not right. like that, like right. cocky. I got this. His attitude there. I literally asked him two questions. And it was like done. I did like um, a uh, side-by-side bullet drill for XBTV where I showed him from like a year ago and I showed him like three weeks before the Breeders' Cup. The razor-sharp focus you see from him now, like before he was yep. so raw and now, I mean, I got chills just thinking he about was, how good this horse is. He was breathtaking. I, I give them full credit. Congratulations to Chinese Horse Club and Windstar, obviously. Breeders, Gary and Mary West, and trainer Todd Pluster, and rider Ired Ortiz Jr. Um, it, we already talked about CC. We didn't really talk about Golden Powell, who was uber impressive going wire to oh, wire. Oh, I was so irritated, by the way, though. Well, we... We, I love Lieutenant Dan, and I uh, I was screaming my eyeballs out for yeah. him, and you could see he wasn't going to get there. But like, I spent a lot of time with Lieutenant Dan this week, and I wanted that so bad. Yeah, for he him. ran and great. I, I mean, I love Steve Mayotte, but for him and Amanda, yeah. and congratulations to Mark, our friend Mark Martinez. Charmaine's Mia ran third in the race. She actually didn't sell today. Uh, she RNA'd at the uh, Keeneland sale. And, How and much? Uh, I, I, I don't want to say, I think it was 650 or 675. She RNA'd and, uh, they might bring her back to uh, racing next year. Oh, and in great. fact, I think, I think they're going to. 
So that was Saturday. We're not going to go over all the Friday races. Let's just talk quickly about the fiasco in, in Friday's Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. For those of you who don't know, you know, most people, who, if someone's listening to this show, they know what happened. So here's the bottom line. The bottom line is the two horse. Uh, what was his name, Michelle? Abir? Um, Albir. Albir. I said it wrong. I'm going to pull it up right now so I have all my facts right. Um, got caught. So first under- of all, the one and the two horse were both Albahar. 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 So the one and the two, Albahar and, and Modern, Modern Games. Games, are yeah. both chained by Charlie Appleby. And owned by Godolphin. Mm-hmm. Okay. The they two- weren't both ridden by William Buick. Though. No, only one. <laughs> uh, uh, so the, the two horse, Albahar, gets caught under the gate. There's a crazy struggle going on. It's so dangerous. Thank God. The horse is okay. We know that. At the same time, the, one of the assistant starters did the right thing and opened the front of the gate for Modern Games to walk out, okay? Because he didn't want him to get thrashed by the two because the two was thrashing around. The two, everybody knew the two was scratched. It, got, it was scratched very quickly off the tote board. Then what happened was the mystery. And apparently, I'm just going to get right to it. One of the veterinarians down there, usually there's one in the Breeders' Cup for whatever reason, there was three. One of the veterinarians, his name was Chuck Jenkins, called in the scratch of Modern Games, who was the one. He was the Because favorite. he saw him come out the gate right. loose and... Well, he wasn't even loose. He just walked out the gate. Well, he... Yeah, and... and but then he, like, cantered down a yeah, little bit. They, according to Chuck head. Jenkins, and what we were told was that he reared up, hit his head, and he busted through the front of the gate, which all was not true. Um, and therefore, he called in the scratch. He did not even look at the horse. And you are supposed to. There is a CHR rule, uh, CHRB rule that says no horse. Horse may if a horse breaks through the gate, you still have to look at that horse and check him out before you make a scratch. That didn't happen. That led to chaos because what happened was Modern Games was scratched. Then for seven minutes, he was put no, back Alba. into the pool. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, sorry. Modern Games came out of the yeah, pool. Sorry. He was then put back into the pool for seven minutes. Then he came back out of the pool. Now, anybody in all your bets, except you get a, a consolation pick three, a consolation double, but in your pick six, pick five, pick four, pick three, I'm sorry, not pick three, you automatically get the favorite who at the time was Dakota Gold. Many and But here's the kicker. Modern Games then was allowed to run for purse money only. Because the main vet, um, Dana, Dana. Steed, uh, went over, looked at the horse, and said, hey, this horse is fine. They decided to let the horse run, and he won super impressively like everyone knew he would. He was the favorite. But everybody who bet on him lost. Disaster. Bad look for our game. Horrible, horrible. People were going crazy afterwards. They actually booed him coming back. Uh, to the track, betters get screwed once again on a mistake. Now, people make mistakes, okay? But that was a really, really awful mistake by that vet to call in that scratch because the horse wasn't looked so at. So at that the horse point that it had been done, what would you want to happen? Say, I'm sorry, say it again, Michelle. Ask me the question again. So at that point, it, he had been scratched, right? He had been at scratched. At that point, there was nothing you, you could do. There is a rule. You cannot put him back into the pools once he's scratched. It's a rule. 
Okay, so what would you would you rather have had them scratch? The no, horse they did. They no did the right thing. The they gave him a chance okay. to run. They did the right thing. I think at that point, and I don't know how this could have happened, but something should have been done for the for the betters. Whether call it a non no contest, um, you know, payout or or yeah, and payout for the you know the the pick fours you pay pick threes you pick five whatever it was call it a non contest. Uh, um, in 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 at the bookmakers in Europe, they paid on modern games. Um, I think what we need to do is just relook at our rules and how and how it works because a lot of those rules just didn't make sense. Um, this is a very rare things that ha- thing that happened. Obviously, where where two of the favorites scratched, you know, and and you ended up getting a horse that you maybe you weren't even interested in. This is how the but. At the same time, these are the rules. They followed the rules. They did the right thing. The, the bad part was kind of the cover-up after the interview with Dr. Blea and um, Scott Cheney was just basically full of lies because mm-hmm. the it just – and it was it was awful. It was a, just a very bad look. Perception was terrible that this horse just won and no one got paid. It was a very, very bad look. I don't know. There are people much smarter than me. My man Pat Cummins is out there. I've spoken to him. I spoke to Aiden Butler about this. And we just have to change some of these rules. Some of them are archaic. Some of them don't make sense. But human error caused this. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And that's I'm off my soapbox. Great. Yeah. Anyway, Modern Games was really impressive when he won. Too bad we couldn't bet him. Uh, Corniche obviously stepped to the forefront as the favorite of the Kentucky Derby with his big win for uh, Bob Baffert and Speedway. Won the Juvenile. We had Pizza Bianca. What a great story for Bobby Flay and Christoph Clement. His first Breeders' Cup win with this filly in the in the Juvenile Philly turf. Obviously, we spoke about Echo Zulu. And then you had Twilight Gleaming uh, for Stone Street and Wesley Ward and another Irad Ortiz uh, brilliant ride uh, in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. And that was it, Michelle. I, one day, you and I will go back when we have time and see how right we are and how wrong we were. Uh, we just, honestly, we'll we're just completely lazy. Yeah, we're completely lazy. So if you have any comments or questions, just uh, tweet at Own a Horse and tell us what losers we are. How about that? I'm out of, I'm out of breath <laughs> and I'm sweating right now. I bet. Um, anyway. Michelle, give us – all right, I told you my favorite race. Give me your best moment of the Breeders' Cup. It doesn't have to be a race. What was your favorite moment? Um, favorite moment of the Breeders' Cup. That is an excellent question. Actually, I loved one morning I was uh, standing in the paddock and Charlie Appleby was in there, and I had this great idea to do, like, Quiz, quiz the connections where I ask trainers questions and uh, about them, but the answer was always themselves. Right. And Charlie was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know anything about this stuff." And <laughs> so he was my first person I did, and I asked him a question, and he was like, "Wait, it's it's me, it's me!" And he was so excited. I love and that. Literally, all these horses are waiting, like walk on the dirt course, and he's just standing there, like you know, talking to me, and like he was so excited about that, and and getting to watch Space Blues walk around there. He's like the coolest dude. Like I wanted to ask, can I? If I bring my heart head out, can I get on this horse? He's, he just looked so cool. What a beast! What a freaking beast! Anyway, Breeders' Cup is done. We'll see you next year at Keeneland. Um, special thanks to all of our sponsors, which are TaylorMade Stallions. Delmar, Santa Anita, really appreciate it. We appreciate all you listeners. We know um, when we don't do a show, we get a lot of flack, so we appreciate it. Tweet us at Own a Horse, at BKLRF, at the Michelle U. 
Uh, it's been a great day. Uh, really fun talking to Bo Hirsch. Congratulations to him once again on CC, who uh, defeated the mighty Gamine in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. Like I said, next year in Keeneland, Michelle, that should be a blast. Are you staying at my house? Yeah, maybe. I might have to. Let's do it. Um, we'll be back next week with another great guest. And for now, thank you for listening to the In the Money Media Network. Really appreciate it. Bye.